Hey, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. We're on episode three. I'm here with Noah. Hi, guys. How are you doing? So, Noah, why don't you tell everybody what this episode's going to be about? So I'm super excited for this episode. Uh, We have decided to tackle quarantine dating. Um, I know that we're of the opinion that, you know, we have no idea how long this is going to last. So we are going to take full advantage of online dating, Zoom dating, um, socially distant dates as well. So we went out and did our homework this week and we invited our good friend, Ashley, uh, to come along with us on this journey. And we took our first crack at quarantine dating and we can't wait to share just how it went. Yeah, we all have pretty different stories, so it'll be pretty interesting, and we're going to get Ashley's background on her dating life and all of that kind of stuff, so. Because I Ashley's guess, a relationships girl. She's like... Oh, yeah. She was like... I look at and I'm like, you are so true to yourself. You're so funny. You're so amazing. And she's out there, and she dates, and I just know that she's got tons of great stories and experiences to share. Yeah, like, she'll be a natural. Like, this won't. this will be like a breeze for her to do. It's funny because I feel like she's the perfect, she's a natural first guest for this show. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Okay, you guys, so we are with our friend Ashley, who we kind of gave you guys a little background on before, but I'm just going to start it right off and have Ashley introduce herself and give us a little bit about her background. Hi, everybody. Super excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Uh, So a little bit about myself. I'm originally from literally middle of nowhere, Connecticut, um, and came up to Massachusetts for school and just fell in love with Boston and and haven't left since. So um, I went to Endicott College with Steph and Noah and... um, yeah, studied sports management and just I play basketball. So um, sports have been a big part of my life and um, just always wanted to use that as a platform to sort of impact the community. So I thought I wanted to start off by working for a big sports team, um, did an internship there and realized not me whatsoever. And sort of my path now has led me working for this amazing nonprofit, Shooting Touch, um, where we empower women and children through basketball, both in Boston as well as in Africa. Um, so yeah, what, I mean, is there anything else you guys want to know about me? Well, that was, that was I, perfect. That's a great little story and, and little, sorry, sorry. That was a great, like <laughs> high level, um, a story in your life. You're very humble. I would say, um, you also do a lot of event management, correct? Yes. So I have, have um, a side gig. So I have my own event planning company, Ashley Irene Events. Um, oh, that little thing that I forgot. Yeah, to just, <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's, it's not like my everyday job. So sometimes I often forget about it. But um, yeah, so I do a lot with nonprofits and weddings and um, event planning is just something that I really, really enjoy doing. And um, it sort of comes naturally to me. I'm super organized and crazy detail oriented. So, um, but yeah, I love it. Um, and just do it on the side um, as a little fun project. No, no, I, I love I, it. I wanted to mention that because we talk a lot about side goals <laughs> in this yes. podcast. How like we all have like a passion project or something we love to do. Yeah, um, just want to like kind of like highlight the commonality between the three of us. I was mm-hmm. just gonna say that I feel like the three of us like all share that where we all want to do something we really love to do and like go for something we're passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. I was listening to the last episode and I was just like, it's so true. Like if you, if you find something you're not only good at, but you're also super passionate about, like you don't, you don't live for the weekends, like you guys are saying. Yeah. And like, once you find that, the money will just come. Mm -hmm. And I'm like a huge believer that it's just like, you know, why, 
why spend, you know, five out of seven days of the week being miserable when you can just go after something that you love doing no matter what it is and everything else falls into place. So, yeah. So the three of us are very similar. So that kind of kind of swoops us in to the next little topic. So how we know Ashley. So for me, I know Ashley because she is one of my sister's best friends. So Ashley is a couple years older than us. And I feel like me and Ashley really hit it off when we first got to know each other. And she's become one of my really good friends too. So I've known Ashley, how long have I known you? Like, Oh gosh, it's been a while. I mean, I started, I mean, I probably knew your sister like really well, 2016, I think. Yeah. It was like when, no, 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 before that. It was before that. It was when you guys started together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 2012. I always get college graduation and high school graduation mixed up for some reason, but yeah. Yeah. No, I remember you guys were, was it sophomore year? When you know, junior year. year. Yeah, we met sophomore year. Yeah, and she, I forget if it was you. It might have been, I remember there was two people that was that were in your suite that she was so scared of. I know Lexi was one of them. Me, yeah, <laughs> probably, like, or Heather. People, like, I'm living with them. I don't know them that well. They're, like, really into sports. She was like, I feel like they're, like, so, so scary. And, like, it was just so funny. And then I met you guys. So I was like, they're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> teen the NARP of the group? Is that what you're trying to say? So, teen <laughs> and Jenny. <laughs> and then the three other ones played, the rest of us played sports. So, it was just, like, it was, it was, we all came together because we went on a random spring break where there was, like, 17 girls who went on a spring break and we knew nobody. And um, our common person was Lexi, um, who kind of brought us all together. And I remember me and Heather were like, oh my God, who are Jenny and Chrissy? What did we sign up for? And then we're all best friends now. It's <laughs> so funny. And also, little side note for Lexi. Lexi has a podcast too. What, what's the actual name of it again? Do you guys know off the top of your head? ballots and bottles yeah so go check out that too Lexi is hilarious we should probably have her on here too Noah that is honestly a dream because I as you know both of you know I'm obsessed with Lexi (laughs) she's one of those people that is the most effortlessly funny light-hearted human beings and I would die yes I think yeah absolutely so I know Ashley through Steph and Chrissy um so Basically, I would say when the start of all the wedding planning started to come around and I got to know Ashley, uh, I think we'd met a few times like socially just before in college and whatnot, but it wasn't until we started going on, I don't even know, I feel like it was like five different events between like engagement party weekend to uh, bachelorette to the wedding itself, a sugar bear. Like now like we've done like other things since then, um, but I got to know Ashley a little bit through... Uh, through you guys and it's been so much fun and I like Ashley because you are not afraid to say whatever's on your mind speak your truth and you're also um you're a doer in my opinion like you just like do shit like you're not somebody who just like says you're gonna like whatever like when you like put something out there you make it happen and I think that's really cool Thanks. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. That's just who I am. But I was going to say, no, I think we really bonded when I won't say stole, but borrowed a bow on the bachelorette weekend. I think that's was our peak of like becoming best friends. <laughs> that was a wreck of a day. Like I thought that was like our first day in the vineyard too. We didn't even unpack our bags. We just like came in hot and immediately we're like, let's borrow a bow. Yes. 
<laughs> it was so funny because we all just got to the island and just started drinking. And then we got back and like most yeah, of the we people. In the car. Remember there was like a <laughs> two hour party bus ride to the ferry. Yeah. Drink- two hours and then we drank on the ferry for an hour right. it was a whole day event but we i remember we got there the house wasn't ready <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we got there and we just like went to the bars and just like started drinking and then a bunch of us like took a nap because we were like dead and we knew we were going to go out that night i didn't even know you guys went missing and then all of a sudden you guys like came in hot like screaming in the house like, <laughs> talking about how you stole a boat i was like are you kidding me like, borrowed allegedly borrowed, borrowed a boat yeah, it's in the same place we found it. So allegedly. Oh my God, that's so funny. So uh, Ashley, what yeah. would you, as we kind of like dive into our topic about dating in quarantine, um, do you want to give us sort of like, just like a brief history on your relationships, your dating? Are you single? Are you not single? Um, where are you at right now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely single and dating, um, have been this way for a little while. Um, but sort of my background is I'm, I'm definitely a relationship type person. Um, I love being in a relationship. I love having sort of like that best friend, that go-to person. Um, and that's just how I always have been. Um, so, you know, I, although saying that, not saying that I've had all the best relationships, um, sort of, started that off in high school. I dated somebody for a few years and just like, it wasn't, it wasn't good news. Um, ended pretty badly. Um, took some time myself, um, then dated somebody for four years. Uh, still one of my best friends It just like, just didn't work out. Um, and that was totally okay. Uh, and like I said, we're still really good friends. And then, um, immediately jumped into something after that with somebody that, um, kind of had the major things the person prior to him was missing and definitely didn't pay attention to all of those red flags. So I sort of um, got into a really tough situation. Uh, thankfully, I am out of it and have learned so much from it and have taken these last few years now to just really uh, put me first and really just focus on, you know, everyone has that list, uh, but really realizing like what's important on that list and what I really want um, out of a partnership. I think something that's really awesome about you and I feel like the three of us share it a lot is that I feel like we all really prioritize figuring out ourselves and like knowing who we are like prior to getting into a relationship and that kind of thing, especially one that's going to be long lasting, like really knowing who you are and like coming together as a full person with another full person versus like finding that assurance in somebody else. And I feel like, especially for you, you, you're such a caring person and you like to just make people feel good. So like, that's why I feel like you're saying like you're a relationship person, but I feel like you're just a really nice person. Where, like, you like to, like, do things for people, you know? Yeah, and it's definitely hard because it's hard finding that balance between, you know, caring and showing my affection in in different ways. But also, um, you know, I've learned that, I like, whoever I end up with, there's going to be nothing about them that needs to, quote-unquote, be fixed. Because who am I to say anyone needs to be fixed? It's just, like, I haven't found that person that... Um, I'm just comfortable with, with every part of them. And I think it's such a hard line, you know, when you just want to help and be there for somebody and always sort of take care of them, um, to kind of find that line of like, okay, but what am I doing that? Like, I'm forgiving some of these things that I just can't live with. Right. It's like a difference between helping someone and like trying to fix them. Yeah, exactly. Actually, you talked a little bit about how like your most recent relationship 
um, the person had characteristics that the person before you didn't have. Um, what do you look for in somebody that you're dating? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from my history, obviously, was not looking in the right places. Um, but we'll be looking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but sort of, I think what I have found the most important things to me are, I think on the foundation of everything, you just need a best friend in the person. So somebody that is just genuinely my best friend. And, um, I think that's sort of at the very basis. And then I think something that's super important is just support on so many different levels. Um, Support in someone making me a priority, support in somebody, you know, encouraging my aspirations and all of my dreams. Um, You know, I've never said that I've needed somebody to support me financially. I I believe I've got my own money and and they should have theirs. And like, yeah, we'll come together, but but we shouldn't be relying on each other for that. Um, But sort of supporting in the sense of like building a life together and being able to, um, be a hard worker together because it's, it's gonna take a toll and you go through ups and downs. And there's so many things that we don't even know about that we're going to face. Um, so just making sure that like that person has your back 110%. I love that. I feel like for you too, it's like, yeah, like you're single, but I feel like a big reason is because you just have a really high standard for yourself and you aren't the type to just date someone just to date them. Like you want to wait until you find someone that's worth your time. Exactly. I mean, I'm going to be 28 in a couple of days. So, um, just really at this point, what's, you know, why just date to date? Like if I'm going to date somebody, it's because I'm finding out characteristics that I see that I want to continue to see them. Um, so it's not really like, I'm not just going to like date somebody as say I have a, a boyfriend, like that's just not what I'm here for. And, and I, I also think that's me just like wasting my time on when I could be finding that person. Um, but yeah, I do have high standards. I mean, I know what I deserve. Um, I know what I want, but I, I also think that I can be a little bit intimidating in that sense. I think that like, it's, I don't even, I think you're not intimidating. I think it's a really good thing that you have high standards and stuff. I think something that for you and I think for me and Noah is that we, we all have high standards, but I feel like at times we can be like, or maybe I'm just putting us into a group here, but I know I can kind of get in my own way and get a little bit too picky and just think, cause I, I need to keep in mind that no one's perfect and that everyone has flaws, but I don't know. I feel like I was talking to Noah about this the other day and like, I feel like if it's you or Noah, I can give really good advice on dating and relationships and whatever. But then when it comes to me, I can tend to like, like once I get feelings, I don't know. I try, I like to say like, I have high standards and I do and all that. But like when I get feelings for someone, sometimes I can like let those go a little bit. And I hate that. And it's something I've been trying to work on and stuff, but like, do you have any tips for that? I feel like you're good at like sticking your ground. Uh, Yes and no. I mean, I think I get into the same thing. I think, you know, I I have this checklist, but then I also, I always joke because I'm either like this, like first dater where I'm going to go out on a bunch of first dates and like, I'm like, no, I'm good after that. Um, Or I always give people that I've gone out with a couple times, like a couple more dates that I'm just like, I know I shouldn't be on. Um, So I, I think it's hard, but it's just like at the end of the day, um, you know, I just feel like you're going to know when it's right. And until then it's, it's okay to continue to explore people and to let yourself have feelings. Cause I also think that that teaches you a lot too. Yeah, that's true. And I think too, like not 
at the beginning, not putting all your eggs in one basket and like yes. just making sure you don't invest too much at the beginning. Which is hard. It's hard. Cause I like to jump in like, you know, swan dive right no, in. <laughs> so I bet you say that. Cause I feel the same way. And what you were just talking about earlier, where it's like, you're either going on like a bunch of first dates or you're like giving these people who gave you like mediocre dates, like second and third passes. Like, I feel like it's a similar way where like we are, we are, we know exactly what we want and we do have a hard time settling, like Steph said, but what is like, do you have like a deal breaker? Like when you were going on a date, like what was like a time when you were like, oh, like big flaw, like red flag, no way, Jose. Like as like a first wow. story. Um, okay. Uh, there's like, I feel like there's a lot, <laughs> like I have been on a lot more bad dates than I have ever been on good dates in my I'm life. I bet I'm not alone in that. I feel the same way. <laughs> like, it was like, when we were talking about this, I was like thinking back, I'm like, oh, what even is like the best date I've ever been on? But I'm like, oh, I have like a laundry list of bad dates That's I so can tell you about. <laughs> but I just think I like, I just, when I'm not enjoying being with them and it's almost like, it's like more of a burden to be on the date than it is like me having fun. Yeah. Um, and sort yeah, of- like, Specific story though, or like a date that you went on that was just absolutely awful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, let's see, like I have a date where I got catfished. Like I had <laughs> a date where, um, he got so drunk. I had to drive him home and he proceeded to tell me he loved me on the way home. Um, <laughs> or the guy who told me he didn't get a- along with his college coach because he used to show up to practice drunk while he's slugging back vodka sodas at five o'clock in the afternoon going, but like, I don't have a problem. Um, Um, and my worst one by far is just, so I was at a Celtics game one night and I was wearing these like funky jeans that I wasn't sure like how I was feeling about them. And this guy came up to me and he's like, Hey, I just wanted to say like, I love your style. And like, I'm really digging your jeans. Like you look really great tonight. And I was like, Oh wow. Like this is awesome. And I wasn't looking for anything. I was like there with a friend who had never been to a Celtics game before, So I was like, this is, oh, like, that was so nice. But I'm like, we're late for the game. So like headed to our seats. And then at halftime, we ended up both going to the same bar and we just ended up talking and he was, came off like super respectful. And he was like to my friend, like, listen, I know you guys are here together. So I don't want to like interrupt your friend time. But he was like, I was just hoping I could like ask your friend for her number so I could take her out on a date. And I was like, what is going on? So of course, gave him my phone number because I, that's something I also love to do. Like I'll bought <laughs> my phone number at one point, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so we end up going out on this date and it was the worst experience of my entire life. When I tell you I was genuinely scared, like for me, like he was just like, basically I told him I didn't feel comfortable going to his apartment for a date. So he was like, well, let's go to the roof deck. And even then I was like, kind of iffy about going. And so I tried to ask him to like go to a bar and he like put up a fight. So why I continued and went on this date, I don't know. But anyway, we, we find ourselves on his roof deck and I get there and we're supposed to like share a bottle of wine. Fine. I get there. He's like, all right. So, um, we're, he's like, want to order the bottle? And I was like, you don't, you don't have like wine. And he was just like, no, we got to order it. He's like, pull it up on your phone. So I was like, what? So tell me why I'm the one who ordered the bottle of wine. I'm the one who paid for it. And not only that, when the wine is here, he hands me his fob to get in the 
elevator and goes, here, you want to go grab it? And I was just like, and like you guys said, I speak my mind. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I was like, so you're telling me I just not only bought this, but you're going to make me go downstairs and get it? I don't think so. So he gets up and I'm like, at this point, I'm like, give me the bottle of wine. Like I need to start chugging right this second. And so basically the whole date was about what would happen if the two of us dated. And he was just like, maybe it's like my face or whatever, but I really like my women covered up. And in a certain professional way, when they're out in the public, like however you act around me is fine. But when you're out in the public, he was like, I want you to be super professional. So like how you told me you're still really good friends with your ex. He's like, yeah, you could never talk to him again. And this On is not a first date. First, not even like first date. First time we're talking because like it was kind of in passing at the Celtics game. And I was like, I could not run out of that place fast enough. And then he texted me after and was like, had a great time. Think we, I can see you again. I was like, no, I'm sorry, but no, this is where this is not. Okay, Ashley, why would he not want to see you again? You came over, bought him a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> and this is nonsense. <laughs> if he, here's the thing. First of all, I would not have ordered the wine. You are a much better person than me. <laughs> Second of all, if he would have told me, given me the key fob to go down, I think I would have like just been like, yep, of course. And then I would have <laughs> just walked out with the key Charles River and then taken my bottle of wine. What happens though, like we say that's what we would do. Yes. And like, we give this advice that that's what we would do. But you're, when you're in this situation, it's no. like hard. It's so hard. And that, yeah. okay, so that goes hand in hand with the story that I got catfished. So I got catfished by this guy that wanted to meet up. So we met up. And the funny thing is, is like, I had like searched his phone number to see if like Facebook or something was attached to it. And this other random Facebook like ended up coming up, but there was like, it was just like weird. So I was just like, I'm not going to think too much about it. Show up. It's the Facebook that I actually had found. So when I got there, I was like, oh my God. I was like this. He literally catfished me. So again, me saying like, oh my God, if anyone ever were to do that, like I'd walk right out. Tell me why I spent a whole entire date with this guy. I, I love how the catfish is not your worst date because I have been catfished and it was a very traumatic experience. And like the fact that you continued on the date with the catfish. Kudos to you, Ashley. I'm like, not even that, but afterwards I followed up and was like, actually, it was probably one of the better dates I had ever gone on. And I was just like, <laughs> I can't, like, I was just like, I can't justify like going out with you again when you straight up lied. And what? like he had he had this like really sad view of like, he was just like, I'm just simply like laying out the the playing field because like everything is so tangible on an app. Like everyone has such high expectations in terms of looks. So he was just like, I've tried to match with you at no, he wasn't even ugly, but he's like, I've tried to match with you on other apps that like, we just didn't really have a conversation. But when you liked this guy's photo, like, yeah, we went out. So he was just like, I'm just leveling out the playing field. And me being me, my response was just like, I just hope you realize one day that like, you are like good looking and you have a great personality and that one day you realize that you are enough for somebody amazing and you don't have to put up this front and continue to catfish people. Okay, also. I'm sorry. The craziest <laughs> part of that is where he did a little scientific A-B testing on you and was oh, like, oh, you didn't match with me when I used my real photos. So I used <laughs> photos and then you matched with me. That is psycho level treatment. Literally psycho <laughs> level. And I'm not the only one because I was out on a bar a couple months later and and he was there on a date and I 
regret my one regret probably in my entire life but I regret not sending him a drink <laughs> from across the bar while he was on that other date because like he he saw me and ended up leaving Oh my god! I, I honestly, that's one of your better dates. I yeah. part that's how bad it is. But like, props to us for like going on all these insane, crazy dates and having all these crazy stories, and we're still out there trying. Yeah, what, I think yeah, it's. What's the most insane, crazy date you've gone on? I honestly was just thinking about that as Ashley was talking. I was like, <laughs> like what would I say if I was asked this question? I have been on some rough dates, but I feel like I like block, block them out. Like I like need to like think about it because I block them out of my memory. Cause I'm just like, no. Yeah. You know? See, I mean, I'm really, I feel like I've been on a lot of shitty dates, but one in particular sticks out to me just as being like awkward in general. Mm-hmm. And it was with this guy in Portland, Maine. And it was actually, I think like over the summer, yeah, or like maybe it was in the fall. And I thought this guy was very handsome. He was like a few years older than me and uh, didn't really know too, too much about him. But I ran into him, uh, I think at a bar. And he was like, hey, do you want to go grab a drink? And we ended up grabbing a drink together. And then he started telling me all these stories about his life and everything. And I was like, oh, like, you know, you start to get like the hints of like, oh, you're crazy. Okay, you're <laughs> okay. Like you're in your thirties and like, this is what you're still doing. Like fun. Like I thought you were older and it was cute because you had your shit together, but you don't. Like that started to kind of unravel. And then the best was when he told me that he was a runner up on American Idol. And then like, on a date obviously that's like oh my god you share that like that's so funny what season yeah then he starts to kind of like clam up and he like won't give me more information he starts to get like all embarrassed and i'm like you can't like tell somebody on a first date that you were runner-up on american idol and not expect them to be like how was simon cowell what you know i mean like more stuff like that and he just like come to find out he had exaggerated and he was like a second runner up on the round before you make it onto the TV. <laughs> so and like first like, round. Oh, God, you're a literal psychopath. You are not a runner up on American Idol because he was telling me that he loves to sing. And then he's a, like an accomplished singer. And I was like, oh, you know, what have you done? Oh, I was a runner up on American Idol. Like oh. not expecting me to follow up. That's so but Like who doesn't follow up is my question. Well, it's just it's hilarious to me that like somebody can make a bold face lie like your catfish. Yeah. And buy it. Mm-hmm. Like they can just be like, oh yeah, I was a runner up on American Idol. Oh yeah, I, I used fake photos and be so unapologetic about it. I know. It's like that's like real, like real level psycho. Especially if you're being serious. Like I was talking to Noah about this the other day. I was like, imagine if we did like how to lose a guy in 10 days to someone, like as a joke. Oh. Like, can you imagine? Like, we're bored here in quarantine. Like, let's just like mess with someone and like be a single man. <laughs> So fragile, including our straight boys. I think that it would just be not fair to them. Yeah, fair. That's true. (laughs) Oh my god! I just finished my truly. Should I go get another drink? Yes. Um, Yeah. Do it. Pause recording. I'll just keep it going, and I'll crop it out. I I literally have Fireball left. (laughs) Fireball. I forgot to go to the store today. I haven't had Fireball since I was, like, a sophomore in college. Yeah. (laughs) I've never bought it. Like, I'm not kidding you. It was, like, a leftover. My roommate's um, older man boyfriend has a condo here at the mountain. Mm -hmm. He's cleaning out his condo at the end of the season. And he's like, oh, you guys, here's a handle of Fireball. We're like, oh, we won't drink this. And we've been drinking it. (laughs) Wait, I kind of love Fireball. Oh, honestly, we've been putting it in, like, tea and making hot toddies and, like, doing stuff like that and, like, out on the deck when it's, like, 50 degrees and being like, ooh. Ooh, I like that. All right, Uh, Steph, do we want to jump into the next segment? 
Yeah, let's do it. So as you guys know, this episode is mainly about dating in quarantine. So the next little section of this podcast, we're going to kind of focus on that. So just jumping right in, this is going to be geared toward, towards all of us. Um, let's start it off by talking about, are we even dating in quarantine? Who wants to go first? <laughs> well, let's just start by, yeah, we, I think we all are. Yes. I, I guess I'll kind of get this. I, this I mean, none of us answered, and that's the end of the podcast. None of us are dating. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. End team. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> Leave you wondering. <laughs> all single bitches. <laughs> I, I feel like the quarantine, though, like really has just made you come face like face first with how single you are. Oh, like, it's God, just, like, yeah. No other distraction. And I feel like that's a reason, too, why... I feel like all like dating apps and like all of that stuff is just like popping right now because no one has anything else to do. I'm and so like, I'm getting to the point when like I'm like friends with somebody who's like, in a couple and they live together and they're complaining about quarantine. I want to just like, kill them. Yeah, I know. You have somebody who <laughs> chores and keeping you company and like having regular sex and here we are <laughs> alone eating leftovers like in the reflection of our TV that says Netflix. Are you still watching? Like that's like not cute. And can I say whoever decided that that whole like first photo was a great idea, like talk about like kicking someone while they're down. Like I don't need all of Instagram also reminding me that they're happily like in a relationship Why I have no one to post. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a thing where I'm going to start posting all of my single friends and saying why you should date them. That's what we should get started. My sister posted like three different photos of like nachos. <laughs> like first photo together and it was like her eating nachos in like three different places <laughs> and I was like I appreciate that so much more than somebody posting like a p- photo of her and Barry. Like, yeah absolutely I also wanted to do I've downloaded TikTok I haven't done anything with it yet but like I've been looking and I, I'm dying at the people who are like setting up to like oh I'm gonna scare my boyfriend and like set it up and then they like go hide and then they come back out and they're like just kidding I forgot I didn't have a boyfriend <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so great but yeah so funny wait so I have a question for you guys so in quarantine has anyone from your past like re- tried to rekindle or reach out or anything yep yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it's so funny I don't know about Ashley because like Steph and I talked about this before the dms and like mm. everybody coming out of the woodworks like and so like not everybody obviously but there were like a few that came out that I was very surprised by. And one of them added me on Snapchat because I'm pretty sure I had blocked his number in text. And it was like, the fact that you had to go through those lengths to contact me in quarantine, there's so many red flags. Like people are just thirsty. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it comes down to like, are they bored or are they just, do they have enough time on their hands where they're realizing like they messed up? It's like, which one is it? I think it's like a combination of that and like it's in this like very weird time of like is it okay to be messaging people for the first time on a dating app because like what you know how are you going to navigate that so it's just like you know it's not being able to like meet up and actually have like like I mean we are but like dates in person is going to be more uncomfortable than it was like before all of this and then it's just like yeah I think they're just like bored and cooped up and they're like what else should I be doing yeah and it's like the only option like yeah it's like you don't have an option to like go to a bar or like go out and meet people like your only option is like sliding into someone's dms <laughs> or like doing a dating app so it's like all you got yeah so true 
So I think the answer to your question, Steph, is I don't think any of these boys have grown as human beings. Bored. <laughs> And they want you to send nudes. <laughs> oh my, it honestly, it's so true. I feel like a few of them, I like kind of like fed into it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, okay. And then like after a day, I'm like, no. <laughs> what am I doing? We were bored. And then we were bored with them. And then it's like time for another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see where we are tomorrow. <laughs> so I know that Steph and I are both using dating apps. Ashley, are you using any apps right now? Um, I'm not. I am, I headed into quarantine sort of having been talking to somebody a little bit. Um, So we're kind of navigating that through, we can't really hang out. So is that the reason why you're not using dating apps or are you just kind of like against dating apps right now? No, it's just the reason why I'm not using it right now. I just feel like we're at that point where, I mean, I would hope he's not using it either, but um, yeah, I'm not... I'm not using it. I mean, I definitely have been on the apps like for a couple of years now, but um, yeah, not, yeah. not right now. Well, that's hard too. Cause like you see these people who are either like single or they're like in a full on relationship quarantined together, but you're in a situation where it's like, you guys are pretty much like exclusive, I guess, but it's so new that it's like, it's hard to act now. Like you're in quarantine. So you can't keep dating each other like in person. Yeah, it's definitely weird. And and we sort of had a situation where, um, like, I find myself sometimes getting, like, super lonely, like, really quickly, especially when I was uh, staying at my apartment before I came to my parents by myself. And um, we hadn't really talked. So I ended up finding myself, like, opening up my app and just, like, going through things and then got caught, like, red-handed. And he had somebody send him my profile and, um, you know, kind of navigating through that. But it's just, like, it's just a weird time because um, it's still so new. So I, it like, nothing's really defined on what's happening. And then it's just like, you know, when can we pick back up? Like, is this going to last for months? And are we going to kind of be in this limbo for months? And then like also being like in this place of isolation and like loneliness that it's just like so easy to be at your fingertips, like be looking through stuff, even if it means nothing. You it's know? like how to get this to progress when like we have to do it all virtually. Yeah. So what I think is so interesting is I, um, and it's a TV show and you're going to probably make fun of me for saying it, but I remember watching the show Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, which was a- Wait, I just finished that. I just binge-watched that over the past two weeks. Are you so so good. All-time favorite shows. It's so good. So do you remember in the very beginning when Abby was having a relationship via email with that guy Mm -hmm. and that was what started the downfall of their marriage? So- then when both of them were divorced and single, they were like, all right, let's do this. Let's try. And then they found out that the only way that they had any chemistry was through writing to each other. Yeah. Okay. And then, so it's like, what if like we get caught up in these relationships online or even with people that we've gone on like one or two dates with, but then like everything else is in kind of, you know, through correspondence or here. What if you have to go and then like go on real dates with them in person? You're like, oh my God, the person I spent the last amount of months with in quarantine that I thought that I was like this progression in the relationship, we have no chemistry. Well, because it comes down to like, mm-hmm. we're human beings like, and you need human connection. Like people, I feel like a lot of people kind of rely even before quarantine on like online and texting and just using technology to talk to people. And it comes down to like, you need that human connection and I don't know. I just feel like this is such a weird time where like, I think it's fun and like, you just got to make the most of it and do what you got to do right now. But it's just like hard, especially yeah. I feel so bad for you, Ash, because you actually have someone who 
you like and you like want to keep going with and you guys are kind of in a weird situation yeah it's just very it's just it's just weird like no other word describes it it's just weird and I think it's just weird across the board of life but like even more so again like when you're single and you're isolated and and if I had someone to quarantine with like I'd be so pumped but to be with somebody like to be on my own and have like essentially not being at that place of being like at the level of like being quarantined with somebody it's just it's just weird and like imagine if this like lasts for like a year I know but like I'm feeling closer to 30 here like I already like have a lot of time (laughs) that I need to work through so like it's getting limited here you gotta really hold on and make this one work Ashley (laughs) (laughs) gotta be the one oh my god well I feel like too it's like it's like grass is greener though. Like obviously, yeah, it seems like from a distance that looks so great. And obviously like if you're in a like healthy relationship, I'm sure it's like awesome to just spend so much time with someone. But at the same time, like I see a lot of relationships that like people are just driving each other crazy. You know what I mean? Like they're spending so much time together that they're like, I need space. I need Mm -hmm. distance from you. This isn't healthy for anybody. Like, no. Yeah. any any relationship you look at this is the most time that they've spent with their partner probably ever oh absolutely um, and it, we're gonna see i think we're gonna see some newly single people you <laughs> <laughs> see a bigger inventory on the dating pool um and ashley you kind of gave us a bit of a background when we asked you about your dating history but you've gone on blind dates before you use dating apps what apps do you use when you are online dating? Um, I would say, I mean, I've used pr- most of them. I mean, I just don't like, I don't like Bumble. I mean, I get like, su- like, I feel like I'm my best when I'm in person. I get super stressed if I have A, to message them first all the time, but like also B, 24 hours. Like who has time for that? To always like be on their phone and like messaging somebody. So Bumble, I find hard. Um, I mean, I've been on Tinder. It's just like, you have to weed through like so many people who are just looking for a hookup to even like get like that diamond in the rough. Um, but I would say like the most successful, as I say, I'm still single, but um, has been Hinge. I mean, I really like it because I thought there was a lot of questions on there and I thought there was a lot of information. Like the last person I dated was a smoker and I don't want to be with a smoker. I like hate smoking in general. So it's like nice to be able to see like the answer to those questions and sort of like have a little bit more of a personality through some of the other stuff is on how the um profile is set up that I just personally liked yeah no I feel I totally agree I hinge is for sure my favorite I don't have tinder um but I do have bumble and I totally get like I don't use my dating apps consistently I just use them kind of when I'm bored or like if I'm just like I don't know I don't I don't really like to check them all the time and the thing like the 24 hours I I think nine times out of ten my matches are expired by the time I even see them Exactly. I'm like, what's time for that? Right. And like me and Noah were saying, because it's different for Noah because he has Bumble, but uh, didn't you say Noah on yours, either one can message first? Yeah. So when you're in like like the same sex preferences, everybody can be the first messenger. And so for me, it's kind of a redundant thing. So I'm not a huge Bumble guy. I Mm -hmm. use Tinder and then I use Grindr, which is a gay app. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I've tried to use Hinge. And to me, I think Hinge is kind of, I felt the opposite, honestly, Ashley, and maybe maybe I should give it another crack. Um, but I think that it loops back to the kind of where the conversation originated, where it's like we're very picky people. And for me, Hinge gave me 
way too many opportunities to be like, uh, I don't like to answer that question. True. <laughs> I don't like that. And I feel like on like other apps, if I get to have a conversation with the person first before learning all this front-loaded information, I'm able to form a better opinion. Mm. And I think that's just because I unfortunately somebody who tends to judge a book by its cover like I'll just like initially I'll be like oh this is what I see face value yes or no um and then move on so that's kind of my flip side of the coin with hinge I, maybe I'll change my mind I'm just gonna hinge well no you know what you said um we were talking about this on the phone like a week ago and you were saying how for you it's different because you were saying grinder is almost like the tinder for you and then Tinder is more like the Bumble because, right? right? Because when you guys use Tinder, it's kind of, you're more like, you're looking to like go out on like a date and have fun. Mm. Like you're not looking for something necessarily serious on Tinder. Yep. That's what Grinder is for like my community. And then, you know, when you have like Bumble and Hinge where you're looking for a little bit more substance, or you're looking to, you know, like initiate the conversation, whatever you're looking for. Um, that's kind of more like the Tinder for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's like on Hinge, I give people more of a benefit of the doubt because I feel like there's so many like bigger name, like Tinder you could be on. The second would probably be Bumble. So I'm like, by the time you're downloading Hinge, I feel like you're actually putting some effort into this. So that, you How know, you're, you're already here. plenty of fish. I, I, <laughs> that's like the next graduation like, yeah, no. <laughs> so like, after hinge i'm gonna go try farmers only <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know, but I, do like, I do like how hinge does ask more questions like you mm-hmm. have to answer questions so i feel like too it's like you know the people that are on that one at least had to give it a little bit more thought Yeah. And I just, I, I think I'm the opposite of like, I don't judge a book by its cover because I also feel like my personality is the best part of me. So it's just like, if someone were to just judge off of my photos, like, yeah, I don't know if you would select me. Whereas like, I'm the same way. Like I might, you might not be photogenic and you might be like really great looking or like, I think a personality goes a long way. So it's just like, if I can have a little bit more insight and you took the time to answer some of those questions, I'm like, Oh, I'm more likely to give you a chance and like something than I would. Um, just no, like, I totally so. agree. Cause I feel like too, like, like dating online versus meeting them, like say at a bar or something, it's like, it's totally different. Like I've seen guys who I've dated in the past on a dating app who I would 100% not swipe on them because Mm -hmm. of the way they they present themselves online. And that's like weird to say, but it's like, it shows a lot how someone sets up their profile. Yes. You see, you see someone and like, I've seen guys who I thought were totally like normal and good looking. And they, they're the ones that have like the weird, like gym selfies and like, (laughs) just like red flags all over their profile. I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? Like, thank God I have these now where I can be like, okay, like, no, like, absolutely not. So for me, like, and Steph knows this, Ashley, you kind of know this, I feel like. So I am not somebody who like swipes based on aesthetics at all. Mm. I am totally only exclusively into nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to see the school you went to. <laughs> I want to know where you work. Like, I want to know that information. And then, if your bio or answers to questions have like grammatical errors or anything like that, hard <laughs> yeah. no, I want off. And I think that's why more of like my 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 judging a book by its cover comes off that way. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to think that I'm like, ew, no, only pretty mm-hmm. people. No, only nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. You I love start your own dating app and like that can be the thing. Nerdsonly.com. I yeah. love that. Only I feel like, yeah. Cause I, but I don't want like a real nerd. Like I, like, I don't want to do like Pokemon. I don't, I, you want I, like I, a I, doctor. I, you want someone that's smart. Yeah. 
So moving past all this online dating, so the three of us have all kind of tried social distance dating. So I thought we could all give our little background on how that's been. For me, I've only, I haven't done much, to be honest, but I have done a little bit. But I'm going to throw it back to you guys to start us off with how your social distance dating is going. Noah, you want to go first? No, I want to ask it first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm really nervous to talk about mine, so I'm going to actually go um, okay. So yeah, like we've been talking about, I'm in sort of this like weird limbo because we had been hanging out for a while and now it's like, we can't hang out. And, um, so this week I, I had to go back to my apartment. So I figured, uh, we could just do sort of like a socially distant in-person date where I literally brought a, um, beach chair and he brought a chair out from his house and we sat probably 10 feet away from each other. Like, I think I was probably closer to his neighbor's front door than I was to him (laughs) uh, (laughs) to have this date. So, um, it was, it was interesting and it was fine. And honestly, like I didn't mind it because it makes you focus on the conversation and it makes you focus on getting to know each other and like sharing a bunch of stories. And, um, so that part was great. I mean, we sat out for like literally sat outside freezing my butt off. Um, and, uh, just like, yeah, had some good combos, drank some wine and then, um, we ended up grabbing like some ice cream after, but it was definitely like at the end where I was like, oh, wow, like I would love to just like kiss him right now. And I think if I was like quarantined by myself, I would have, but he also works in the medical field and, and I was coming home to my parents and it was just weird because it was like, you could feel that attraction, mm-hmm. but like, and like, he was like walking towards me and I was like running in the parking lot away from him. Oh because I was like, well, yeah, I, like, I want to, but like, we can't. And he's like, it's happening. I'm like, no. And we're like running around the parking lot from each other. But it's just like, it's weird because while you can have the conversations, you still miss that actual physical touch and hu- human interaction. And like, that's obviously it's really a huge part of a relationship too. I yeah. feel like you're making such a case for like Jesus freak people who are like abstinence <laughs> right? because when you finally lose it, really amazing. Because I feel like this whole conversation is like you're like oh, we're not able to kiss or touch each other, and it's such an attraction. It's so great when we see each other. It's like no. literally doing this talk at a Catholic school because I was there for it. <laughs> Okay, I went to a Catholic school too. <laughs> so, but like, no, but I wanted to, and that much more than just that. But obviously, we can't. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I feel like there's two pieces to that. Like, one, it's like I feel like this is forcing guys to put in a little more effort because oh, yeah. they have to be more creative and come up with dates that actually are safe and like are still fun and like cute. But then also, like, as much as it sucks that, like, you guys, like, you didn't kiss him and, like, you can't have that physical touch, I feel like it's going to make you guys want each other so much more. Oh, yeah, definitely. I just, like, think about, like, imagine being, like, a hoe. Like, what do you do? (laughs) What do you do during this time? That's why we had you on to talk about this, Ashley. We wanted to know what it was like for a hoe in quarantine. I have all the answers to that. (laughs) You didn't get the memo. Like, that's why you're here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so oh funny <laughs> but actually so you had a good date 
Yeah, it was a great date. And again, I think I'm just like in this in in this different position because like we know each other. Um and obviously I'm we're still seeing each other. So like there's reasons why we've still talked and we talk almost every day. And it's just like this weird place of like I, I don't feel like it truly can progress until this is all over with. Like can it? I don't I know. Think that's, a, that's a topic for next week's episode, if yeah. you're still together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even when Ashley's on the podcast, we're going to do a yeah. strong. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like, wow, her personality sucks. I'm finally out of this one. Don't have to see her for months. <laughs> so for me, we did something kind of similar and we went to the beach and had wine and I will say, I feel like even like, cause for me, it was a totally different situation where it's like this guy, I met him like two months ago and this was pretty much like our first date, if you even want to call it that. And it's like, you, I saw him and it's like, well, I can't even hug you. Like, this is awkward. Like, I don't really know you that well. And now I'm like, I don't know. It was just like weird. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. But think anyway. about that part. Like when you first see each other, like usually you can get rid of that awkwardness. Right. It's like, I want to like give him a hug and be like, hi, how are you? But it's just like, oh, wow. Hey, like, how are you doing? I don't know. It was just like kind of odd, but um, no, it was good. It's just, you're kind of forced to get to know someone and like learn a lot about them beforehand, especially at the beginning, because I mean, I guess at the beginning, you shouldn't really be doing too much physical touch anyway. So I, I was just going to say, thing. what are first dates like with staff when you're like, <laughs> I wasn't able to hug him or kiss him or fondle him. <laughs> like, did you go on a first date beach walk? Like, <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, uh, no, but it was, was a good date, though. Staff, was it a good beach walk? No, it was. It really was. I think we got to know each other really well, and it was like we we're just kind of forced to like. I mean, I guess it same. It's like a first date though, where like you are just doing a lot of talking anyway. So. It was well, good. Yeah. It's just it's just weird. It's like kind of like when you can't, it makes it even weirder like if you can't do something it makes you just feel weirder not doing it so I don't know it was good I guess like I said to you too it's like almost a good thing because it makes you kind of want the other person a little bit more because it's like something that you can't do so all in all it was like it was a good date but it's just hard you can't really progress that much with somebody right now but is there gonna be another date though I have not decided yet I don't know what was the pit and peak? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the pit and peak of my date. Stealing um, that from Chrissy. <laughs> I know. That's funny. Uh, I guess the peak was, it was, it was a really pretty night. It was a really good sunset and we were just in a really good spot. We were in this um, town called Plum Island in Massachusetts and it was just really good. And we are really similar and there was a lot of chemistry. So that was probably the peak. And the pit was probably how cold it was because it was freezing on Thursday. Ooh, that was an awful pit. No, but saying you want to like, hear something bad about yes. the weather. <laughs> Nobody's turning into relationships weather edition. We want to know about the date. No, I know. But this is where it's hard because I am typically so private with my love life. So this podcast is going to push me. It's going to push me to my limits. But um, just, we're in the wrong business then if we can't <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Okay. I had a different date uh, style and structure than both of you had. I actually decided to have a Zoom online chat date and set up a call with somebody that I matched with on Tinder actually around Christmas. 
Uh, so he's from Philadelphia, but parents have a house up in Vermont, and then he was skiing in New Hampshire, uh, and that's how we ended up matching. And we follow each other on Instagram, and he's kind of been one of those boys who like has worked his way into the DMs during quarantine. So we were going back and forth, and um, basically I asked him, I was like, would you be down to go on a first date over like Zoom or FaceTime? And he was like, sure, let's do it. He was like, a really good sport about it. And cause it's kind of an odd ask, especially since it's like, we're not consistently talking. We matched a long time ago, but he was, um, he was one of those like offenders of like sliding to the DMS in the last few weeks. So I decided that he was going to be my date. And I mean, the date was Okay. I'm not, um, I'm not buying a wedding address. I'm not, I'm not calling my bridesmaids. There's no sort of like immediate call to action. Um, but I mean, for as far as Zoom dates go, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to like call it off. I'm not going to like not stop going on Zoom dates or whatnot, but it definitely is awkward. Mm. there's like there's a certain level of like body energy that you can't pick up on on like mm. FaceTime and Zoom because like you're just on the person's face so you don't know what their hands are doing you don't know what the rest of their body language and gestures are and it's also it's like you don't know if the person's on their laptop on their phone what they're doing like when you're on a date you're so aware of all that and when you go on a virtual date I would say it kind of plays all those elements and like variables in there. So it's kind of hard to, um, wait, so would like, would you coming from a single standpoint, would you recommend them? Like, should I try them out or should I? So here's the thing. I think it depends on the person. I, cause like, I just didn't have like a particular, like there were no fireworks. Like I'm not like, Mm -hmm. like, like this wasn't like a great, great date for me. Um, but that being said, like, what if you find somebody who's really funny and is engaging and you like to talk to, it might be amazing on, you know, FaceTime and Zoom. So I'm going to give it another shot, just knowing that even in person, I probably would not jive with this person. I don't think that it was Zoom was the catalyst in the demise of this uh, date here. Uh, so I would suggest it. I would say enter with caution. If the person is boring to text, they're probably going to be boring to FaceTime is my rule of thumb. Um, but yeah, I mean... Pit in the peak of my date, though, <laughs> since we were in the only for it. Um, so there's like, I'm going to give you two pits in one peak, just because this is like a lot of pits in the this mm-hmm. peak, okay? So I found out like halfway through the date that he was like super high. Like he had oh. smoked like before the date. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, like I really love smoking marijuana. And I was like, okay and like kind of like how you'd said like smoking cigarettes was like a turn off for you Ashley like for me like smoking pot is fine like recreationally and sparingly and there's a time Mm -hmm. and a place for stuff like that but like a first date yeah hinge would have told you that just saying hinge would have told you that you're right (laughs) my I was just so floored by the fact that he did that he caught to it and I was like then everything he said I was second guessing is like is this his natural like awkward Mm. energy really stoned right now like it made me very uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh, so that was one of the pits I would say or disappointments the other pit was he knew somebody that I was like once kind of with slash dated and they like basically grew up together so it was like we talked about that for a bit and I don't think that he knew that I was like quasi seeing that person for a little bit 
Um, so he was like talking about that person very freely and it was a little uncomfortable. Mm. Um, but it was interesting. It was interesting. I mean, I, and I guess like the good part of the date would be, he is very cute. Um, and he's very passionate. Um, he is a horse trainer and works for an academy, um, in Philadelphia and loves horses. I I don't know why I always find horse people and horse people are crazy. (laughs) Horse people don't send me hate mail, please. But like, I've literally gone out with now three different people who like are into horses and not one of them has been normal. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I do have a question though. Okay. Do you think like, I feel like when you're on a date in person, so much is said through body language. So, so much is said if like somebody like, you know, touches your knee or like, touches you in some sort of form and that sort of or they like are turning completely to you that shows you that they're super interested do you think that if it was somebody different you could still get that over a zoom or a facetime call or do you think that's sort of the part that's like missing in this whole isolation so i'm going to give you an answer where it's i think yes is the answer to your question but i think facetime and zoom everything dilutes everything Mm. So it doesn't take it away completely. It just waters it down, in my opinion. So you might still have that connection, that energy with the person. It's just not going to be as strong. You're not going to get the same readings on their body energy, like their body language and energy. It's just going to be a little bit more subdued. So if somebody has really strong energy, Mm. it'll still show up on FaceTime and Zoom. Um, Yeah. So maybe you want somebody who's a little boring. And then they'll be like normal in person. I don't know. I don't have an equation. (laughs) That's yeah. That's it's just so interesting to think about. Like, I don't know. It's just like, there's so many things like, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird time. And it's funny too. Like the way you said that with like somebody like touching your knee and whatnot, where like, I know like personally, like if like somebody picks me up for a date and we're like driving home, if they like touch my knee driving home, Mm Sign still delivered. It's over. Yeah, one thousand percent. Invitations tomorrow. Like that is like it's one of my body language things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like so, like it's hundred percent true. I don't know. That's so funny. So, like maybe in your next Zoom call, you can be like, I'm giving me more homework. I have to go on another. I'm not going. <laughs> Well, no, I have two things to say. One, in your ne- in your next one, if you do another like virtual date, you should tell them be like, I'm virtually touching your leg right now. <laughs> Be like I'm virtually oh my touching God. You. I call the police. <laughs> and they'd be like, somebody's trying to touch me through the internet, and there'd be like a big case of like looking for me. And they can like ping your address through like whatever <laughs> IP address. Trying to touch people through the internet. <laughs> I'm gonna blame you, Steph. Maybe they'll start coming up with like reactions when you're FaceTiming that like that's the thing. You can say like touch touch her leg or like <laughs> I feel like there's definitely a porn company out there just waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Wait, but I do have to say, if you are going to go on another date, I think whoever, I I want you to tell us about that really awesome pickup line that you sent to us because I specifically want to find somebody named Noah that I can use that on. Oh, yeah. That was so good. (laughs) So many random messages from people recently. (laughs) A lot of people just equate the pandemic to me being able to solve it with building an ark. (laughs) (laughs) That was just so good. Two by two. (laughs) (laughs) That was just so good. But I think he's like a front runner. That was a really, really great pickup line. what What did you say to the pickup line? Oh gosh, I can't even remember. 
let me look. I think I said something just like, oh my God, best message of the day. I'm doing what I can. That's when we're ready to board, I'll call you. Like something like that. Like You should have been like, I need help building it. Mm. Come over. That's more open-ended. Mm. You. You've done this before, Ashley. You're a professional dater. Listen, I've been single for some years now. So uh, if you need any advice on how to have a bad date, I'm your girl. I love you. Have you watched Parks and Recreation at all? No. So my favorite is Amy Poehler's character in Parks and Recreation, Leslie Nope. She, she's really nervous to go on this date. And her friend Anne is like, why? And she lists off like all these potential catastrophe things that could happen. And her friend Anne was like, oh my God, those are like worst case scenarios. Like that's never happened. It'll never happen to you, don't worry. She was like, all of those things have happened. Those have all been Our <laughs> list of all of that been on is like, don't worry, we, worst case scenario, it won't happen. It's happened. It's literally happened to me. So if you need any advice, just don't even shop. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I think that goes to step your point earlier. Like, I think, you know, a lot of my friends, like, laugh at how much I've gone out on dates and first dates and stuff. And it's just like, I don't know. I just, I guess at the end of the day, like, I know what I'm worth. And even if I have to go through all these bad experiences, it's because I don't like them. It's because they're not my person. And like, why would I shy away from putting myself out there for the right person? Like, because I've had this long, long list. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like a big reason why you and me bonded so much is because it, I feel like it was, I don't know if you remember this, but that event that we did at Ipswich Country Club, when you did the event, and we like randomly had like an hour to kill and like we had to like go around in the golf cart and do something yep. I forget what we we're doing but we just had this heart to heart about like our life and our values and just like I don't even know why we were talking about all of this we hadn't had once of alcohol and we were just like pouring our hearts out to each other yep like, I don't know I feel like we both just like really like put ourselves first and wanted like we want to know who we are and like find somebody who else like I said before who like fully knows who they are too but like, I don't know. I feel like there's so many people that just date to date and they just want a boyfriend. And you see these people that jump from relationship to relationship and we're just not like that. And we're going to go on these dates and we're not just going to, any guy that likes us, we're not going to be like, oh, they like us. Okay. Like now, like that's a new boyfriend. Like let's date them now. Like we know who we are and what we want. And I think that's a lot of the reason why we are singles because we're not just going to date these people just to have someone that gives us attention like we get we don't need that attention we don't need that reassurance we just want like a good man you know yeah boys who take us out for drinks don't make us bring drinks to them and we (laughs) do don't smoke marijuana before the first date we have high standards for ourselves actually super high like no one can even live up to these (laughs) don't make me pay for everything and please just don't be inebriated those are very high thresholds and don't Tell me you love me on the first date, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty simple. It really is. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, it's just, I think a couple things go into it. It's like, A, the way we were raised. I feel like all of us were raised to be independent. And I know I was raised that I never have to rely on somebody. So what I'm looking for is a partnership, but I don't, I don't need that. Like I want it. I just don't, I don't need that. I can do everything I want to do in my life you know, by myself. Um, I just like want to have that person to, to share it with. Um, so I think part of it has to do with like us not settling in that sense. And then, you know, I often remind myself that, yeah, there definitely has been like, I could be married, you know, by now if I really wanted to, like if I wanted to settle 
and be with certain people, like, yeah, I probably would be married by now. But I hold out on, you know, I wasn't happy. And I knew I wasn't happy. And there was a reason for that. And there's billions of people in this world. So like, if I can't find one person that matches with me that I'm happy with, then like, I really have a problem. But I like truly believe that, you know, there's more than one soulmate for you out there. It just depends on what time of life that you're interacting with them. And that's the one that you're going to end up with. There's also happy. That's like a, there's so many levels to happiness. Mm. And it's hard to know where you stand with somebody. And if you, or if this, like, if this is it, you know, like when something's really good or, and you don't want to play the game where you make a decision to, you know, like leave a relationship in the hopes that you can find something better. And you're like, wait a minute, what if that was as good as it gets, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a hard line to walk. Yeah, definitely. And like, don't get me wrong. Like there is a relationship that, like I said, we're still friends and there's often times that I'm like, wow, like, did I, Should I not have left that? Because it was great in so many aspects, but there's some key foundational things that each of us need in a relationship. And you just have to recognize, you know, if that, if that relationship has that, because if it doesn't, then that's where you have to go your own ways. But if it's about, you know, something minor that you can live with, then, then that's something different. But it's just like, when you break down that happiness, you have to go back to the very bottom and the foundation and and what's important to you. Does that align with what's important to them? Right. I love that. And I think curious, I'm curious, what's your love language? Um, I am words of affirmation for sure. And acts of of affirmation too. Yeah. Yeah. So I go into this like very dark, insecure place. If, um, like someone's not talking to me or I just view it as someone's not making me a priority. Like I want somebody who wants to talk to me, who wants to be like, we all talk to our best friends every day. You know what I mean? Like I want that. So I mean, words of affirmation, definitely number one, also acts of kindness. I also think uh, acts of kindness is, is how I express my love as well the best. So it's just making sure that I find somebody that like, that's how they best receive too. Wait, no, did you say those are yours too? Yeah. So my big one is words of affirmation and for similar reasons, like I'm a big communicator and when I'm, I don't have strong communication or it's just, I'm not feeling appreciated or the genuine kind of like sincerity that comes along uh, with the relationship. That's a big one for me. And I really, I have a hard time moving past that. So I'm big on that. I'm not as big on the random acts of kindness um, or not random acts of kindness, but you know what I mean? But like acts of kindness, but I understand how they t- like kind of like pair together very well. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. What's yeah. your, you know, honestly, I haven't really like looked into it that much. Like I've heard, obviously heard about them and I think it's so interesting, but as Ashley was talking, I almost feel like I'm exactly what you are. Like mm-hmm. I'm 100% words of affirmation because I'm the same way. Whereas like, if someone doesn't like take the effort and like put in the effort to talk to me or like, put in, I don't know. I feel like that's huge for me. And I don't know. And then acts of what's the second one into acts of kindness. I, I don't know. I guess I really need to look it up more, but that one kind of resonated with me too. But I don't know. I remember my sister brought these up to me a couple of years ago and it really tells you so much because someone can have like a different love language and it really just changes. 
I don't know. It just like, it just really makes you understand them so much better. And it might, they might be into you. They just show it in a different way. Absolutely. And I think there's like a quiz you can do online and I highly suggest it because I also think it helps you understand yourself better. So like you can understand how, how somebody's interacting with you. And just like you just said, it could be different and that's okay. That doesn't mean they're not into you and they don't care about you and love you, but like you they also need to understand that you need that. And I also think that you can adapt to your partner. And if your partner receives love in a different way than you're used to giving it, you have to listen to that love language in order to connect with them and making sure that they're not going to that insecure place. This is probably, should be a hinge question. What's your love language? On I hinge? think it is. Are you serious? Yeah. I Maybe, I need to hinge. Maybe I need to. No, yeah, I would, I'm totally with Ashley on hinge. I think hinge is the best one for sure. So if they want to like sponsor you guys, I think they, now's a good time to do it. Yeah, definitely. Right. Everybody download the app in the app store. <laughs> if you're poor and have an Android. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Um, but yeah, very, very interesting stuff. I would definitely look into it because it, it tells you a lot. And even just the questions that, that are asked in the quiz, like make you think and make you think, oh, wait, like, how do I really, like I might, yeah. one answer might sound good, but like, how do I really perceive exactly. that? Yeah. Like like the quiz, that was a big thing where it's like, what do I want my language to be? And what is my language actually? Yes. Um, And it's kind of funny when you, when you really go and like break it down, you're like, no, like from historically speaking, this is the way that like I most like actively, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of. Yeah, no, it for sure would have helped me in college a lot. I feel like I was with people who, if they didn't like text me for like a few hours, I was like, they don't like me, like whatever. And it would have helped me a lot with that because I don't know. I think that's part of growing up, though. Yeah, definitely. None of us knew what we were doing. Like, knowing the five love languages was not going to save you at 18. Dating <laughs> 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 you never know, because apparently a lot of people found their soulmate in college, so. <laughs> I think that's so, such malarkey. I don't think. I, 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 I don't know. That's, that's an old statistic. I feel like they need a new one. <laughs> they might have found their person, but then, like, that's a generation that got, like, a 50% divorce rate. So, like, yeah, I mean, you never know. I know, but I will say, I'm not, I'm probably not going to include this, but like the thing about like people meeting in college, I feel like it's like, it totally depends on like, if they keep growing with each other. Like, I feel like Teen and Jake, they like kept growing with each other and like, they're totally different people who they were in college, but they just like continue to grow with each other Mm -hmm. versus people who like meeting, like meeting college and like still don't know who they are and they like totally grow apart into different people. That's like, well, think about it. Teen and Jake also met at the perfect time. Mm. it was that window like right at the end like if Mm. they like got together at first like freshman year who knows if that would have worked out yeah I mean I do know people who got together at the beginning and like I I think you're 100% right Steph it's just like and that's what I mean by support is just we're gonna change we are bound to change like Mm -hmm. it's gonna happen we're gonna go through so many different things in life from births and deaths and everything in between that can happen so it's just like I am so, I guess, like nervous to find my person because it's like, how, how do you know who that person's going to be like in those scenarios? You don't, unless you face adversity at a young age, like you don't know how somebody's going to be like, you know, if something happens to God forbid, like someone's child, like you don't know how the two of you are going to be until you're in that scenario. And I'm so nervous that like, to not pick like the right person who's going to, I know I've got somebody's back no matter what. And that's like, I'm nervous. Like 
to know if like the person I end up with will also have my back no matter what. Yeah. It's like having that resist resilience with someone that like, I mean, we're, how we're all in our twenties. We're going to be so different when we're 40 or like God yeah. knows, like, and maybe in like just five or 10 years, we're going to be so different and just realizing that and having the other person's back and like vice versa, having that be clear because I don't know, I feel like, like you said, people change like every year or two, everyone's changing and adapting and it's just a matter of growing with each other and accepting that. Yeah, absolutely. It's just crazy. I mean, it's crazy to think about what'd you say? So in 10 years, I'm going to be on my third husband. <laughs> See, <laughs> you could be, but like, you I also, say that? no, 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 oh, you not. say that Noah, but you're going to marry this like awesome doctor and you're going to be so settled and have your three kids and Mm -hmm. Um, another thing I think about though too is like I guess and I'm sure we all but like I have such like a vision of like who I want to end up with and this is what this is my most recent struggle so I have this vision of not only what my person looks like um, but like this vision of who I'm going to end up with and I'm struggling with the sense of like letting that vision go is that me settling I could not agree with you more. I have the same problem. I have a vision and it's like in every aspect of it. I like look wise what I think he'll look like, like how he'll be with my kids. Like I, I'm not kind of crazy about it. Like I can just see my life and it's so weird. And I think a part of it is like one, I think, yeah, it's important to be adaptive and give people a shot and like be open. Cause you just never know what could happen. But I think it's also good to like kind of visualize what you want and like the life you want, because it's almost kind of like law of attraction. Like Mm. think about what you want and you put it out there and you're more likely to attract that by like the way you act and stuff. I think obviously look wise is a whole nother level, but like, I don't know. It's funny because I feel like I have different variations of what I'm looking for. And I'll have like, Oh, like these are like four or five different paths. I feel like I could take in my life and if I were to take this path, I would expect my partner to be like this. Mm-hmm. So whenever I meet somebody, I'm trying to figure out like which lane they fall into. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, wait, should I make changes in my life? And it's like, I'm realizing like, Noah, you've made up this whole scenario in your head. It's all a farce. You cannot make these major life decisions based on whether or not somebody fits in a hypothetical bucket <laughs> in a lane of your life that you're rejecting. It's like, it's not productive. You have to spend time with people you enjoy spending time with, people who have similar morals and values to you and, you know, similar work ethics and aspirations. And as long as that aligns, I feel like that's a good, really base level recipe for a good relationship. I know. It's just, like, interesting, though, because, like, obviously – those who know me know I have a type. Um, so it's just like, and like oh, the, type, <laughs> the type that I've dated in the past clearly hasn't worked out. And like, not saying that's like eliminating all of my type, but it's just like, I have this vision of what my life is going to look like. And at what point am I just not giving other people a chance? And at what point am I settling? I think a part of it too, is just not overthinking it too much. I think like, as long as like what we're doing now, we're all focusing on ourselves, focusing on our careers and focusing on just like being the best version of ourselves, and just letting life happen. And it will happen if we're doing the right things, putting ourselves in the right um, opportunities to meet people and just doing that. I think it is, it will happen for all of us. It's just trusting the process and just, I don't know. I think that's kind of all we can do and just being open. Yeah, definitely. 
I totally agree. And then I also think of like my mom who was like married at 19 years old and like my parents are like in their early fifties and like have already been married for 30 years. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful. <laughs> like that's a long time to be with somebody. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's all very, it's all very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy too to overthink it all and just be like, all right, like I have done all the right things. When is this going to mm-hmm. happen for me? Like I'm a nice person. Like why is it, yeah. like, why am I seeing this happen for so many other people and why is it not happening to me? But I think it's just trusting timing. And like I said, we're just do the right thing and put yourself in the opportunities to meet people and it'll all make sense in 10 years. And yeah, I totally agree. It's just like, it, 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 that's the hard part though, is just like reminding yourself to trust because like I, those thoughts come to me all the time. Like, I'm like, I am a nice person and I feel like I'm a good partner and I feel like I'm loyal and honest and all the things you would ever want, like from your partner. And I'm like, what the hell? Why are all these people finding their person? And I'm not. Ashley, I, I legitimately, I couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's, it gets so frustrating sometimes. Cause I feel like a lot of the other aspects of our lives are like working out and that's great. But I think this is like the one aspect where it's like, why is this part not happening? Cause it's the one yeah. thing we can't really control. Like all yeah. the other things we kind of have control over. So this is the one thing that it's like, okay, like I'm trying to let, let it go and just let it happen. But it's like, okay, what, well, when's this going to happen for me? Yeah. That's such a good point. I never thought of it about like, it's the one part that like we really don't have control over. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it's so I, we're in the same place. Like I even, I went, I don't know if all these followers um, believe in, like mediums and psychics and stuff. But I went to see a psychic and and the one that I had gone to told me, she's like, every other aspect of your life is like so on path and exactly what you want. And she's like, this is literally your one missing piece and you need to figure out, you know, why um, it's missing and like, why is it such a big light? Like focus, continue to focus on everything else that's great and it's going to happen. Yeah. Wow, it's crazy. Noah, do you have any last minute thoughts for us before we close this one up? I just think that you guys are both rad and that I don't understand why you are single um, or any of us really. And I'm glad that we got the chance to connect. That was so nice of you. Yeah. Right back at you too. I was going to say for my last thought, I will say I do think it's so great though, that the three of us all kind of took the time to figure out ourselves before getting into a relationship. Cause I would 100% prefer that. I love that we all like know who we are. Like I said, a thousand times and we will like be our own person in a relationship because doing it the other way is just so much harder. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I would just, I would agree with that. I think, you know, the most important thing is, is having your own life and, and being who you want to be. So that way you're in a place to meet somebody who's in their own life. Like I've said, I have everything I want and I'm who I'm who I am and I, I have my job and I, and I have the life and it's just like, I don't need somebody to have the life I want. I want somebody to have the life I want. Right. I love that. So I think that's a perfect place to wrap up this podcast. Ashley, thank you so much for doing this with us. Other than that, I hope you guys like this podcast. Leave us some comments down below on what you thought of it. Or if you guys have any dating ideas for social distancing, cause we could use your ideas because Clearly, we are running out of what we should be doing right now. So other than that, Noah, want to wrap this one up? All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. We're going to have another exciting guest for you. More quarantine dating. And thank you so much again to our guest, Ashley Walenta, for joining us. Good health, and we'll see you next week.